We are finishing off the AFC North with the Steel City, the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the more consistent teams in the league because their head coach has not changed in 17 years. My God. Uh, speaking of not changing, the tools you get in fantasy haven't changed in a lot of years. You know, you got to go to all these different websites to get all these different stats. Or you got to go online. You can't get it all. In one- There's a place now. One app. You don't got to go online. You got to put one app, one click, all the stats you need. In fact, we have player cards that have all the stats you need in one place. Go check it out. It's free. The Fantasy Football by Brodo app, including a who to draft tool. That's right, a who to draft tool. You need help? We got you. Um, and the reason why it's free is because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Come support the show, please. We would very much, very, very, very much appreciate it. Tons of extras. Let's get into this. The Steelers. Let's do it. Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Hot air. So hot and hot. So hot and hot. Oh! It seems like the Steelers are in the conversation every single year, and a lot of the conversation this year has to do with their rookie quarterback. So before we get into their rookie quarterback and their sophomore. Uh, so, yeah, excuse me. Yes, sophomore quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Uh, the voice you heard there is from Matt uh, Ward. Let's bring in our uh, reinforcements here. Matt Ward, Mike, what happened? We don't have our uh, we don't have our titles today. You, YouTube.com slash Bro Fantasy. What happened? We, we're titleless. Yeah, today we're, just, we're letting you guess today. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, go check out our 16 other episodes. Um of the heat wave. And if you are listening to this in the future, hello from the past and go back, listen, listen to all of them. We've doing this to prepare you for fantasy bite size episodes, a half an hour. You play it on one and a half speed. You'll get it done in like 18 minutes. All everything you need to know about every single team all here. You can binge them and get ready for your fantasy draft. We have a bunch of friends who binge them. They tell us so. And then they're like, we're going to draft with that strategy against you. I'm like, well, um, that doesn't make much sense because I am the person who has well that played. strategy. <laughs> uh, but um, what what a lot of Steelers fans didn't think made a lot of sense was bringing back Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator. Now, Mike Tomlin has been there for 17 years, but this is only Matt Canada's second year as the uh, Steelers offensive coordinator, his third as an NFL coach assistant in general, uh, originally hires as a, hired as a Steelers quarterback coach and spent one year in the role. Last year, 26th in points, uh, 15th ranked rush percentage, 21st ranked pass percentage. Offensive additions, Allen Robinson to the wide receiver room. <laughs> my, uh, my, a favorite of Michael's. Um, Isaac Simalo, uh, the offensive guard, and rookie tight end Darnell Noble Washington, offensive guard, who people are yes, and who formerly of the San Francisco 49ers. If I'm not mistaken, um, I might be I might be mistaken, um, but Bengals, excuse me. So good player, want to show up the line. Why formerly good wide receiver? And Matt not say Eagles. Yeah, oh. I did. I just didn't oh. want to correct him oh, first time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. obviously, I need some. <laughs> help on my offensive line but so did the the Steelers and they believe they brought in some help on the offensive line so 
Uh, something to be said there. And the offense starts with the quarterback. So let's get started right away with Mr. Kenneth Pickett. Um, you know, eh, he was okay last year. He's not a factor in your normal drafts. Let me get that first right off the bat. You are not picking him. You probably shouldn't even be picking him in a two-quarterback league unless you are punting your second quarterback. Um, last year, his stats were uninspiring at best. 12 games, 2,404 yards. So just over 200 yards a game, which is okay. I guess okay. Um, seven TDs, nine interceptions. Obviously yeah. not the kind of numbers you want to see. But he did add three rushing touchdowns which is a good sign but during these things if you're looking at the real football of it three comebacks in that time four game winning drives in his first 12 games this is a city who likes this stuff his he has the locker room everything you hear from his uh from the locker room is that they believe in kenny pickett they believe in him as a leader he wears two gloves which always makes me a little nervous uh, if I'm being honest, uh, real small hands, bro. but I'm getting some Mark Sanchez vibes from him, man. If to, to be honest, I liked him when he was in, in college, but you know, there is a lot of room for improvement for him. His true throw value was 39th, which resulted in a true target value for Deontay Johnson of uh, 40th. Uh, George Pickens had a true target value of 94th. If he can step forward into the middle of the pack, Kenny Pickett. I think that this is an offense that could really turn up. Imagine the quarterback going from seven touchdowns to 22 touchdowns, right? That's not a, it's not too much to ask. It's not a, it's a huge leap in the offense though. And those offense, those need to be spread around, not just a Najee Harris, not just a Pratt Firemuth, who we're going to be talking about, but these weapons on the outside. Um, Deontay Johnson was his favorite target last year. So let's get into these wide receivers. Deontay Johnson. Um, Allen Robinson, George Pickens. I don't know why I said Allen Robinson before I said George Pickens. Maybe a Freudian slip. Who knows? But I love me some Deontay Johnson at ADP. I feel like he's a post-hype sleeper. I feel like people are sleeping on Mr. Deontay. Do you agree with me? There's a 0% chance I'm discussing Allen Robinson here today. So don't don't even say his name anymore, Tim. What do you mean? Bro, his ADP is like wide receiver ninety. What the? What yeah, is fantasy relevant? Allen Robbins, remember? Listen, yeah. I just want you to you guys to know something. Whenever you're feeling sorry for Allen Robinson, or whenever you're feeling like Allen Robinson, go check Allen Robinson and go check who his girlfriend is. I just I'm just putting that out there, and you'll see that Allen Robinson making some money and oh, Tim and living right. Despite what he's doing on the field, Wait. living right off the field. All right, back to wide receivers. <laughs> it feels a little weird to see Steeler wide receivers at their current cost after all the glory years of Big Ben um, and the high ADPs that you needed to use to get those wide receivers. But here we are um, with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. After being drafted as a top 15 wide receiver last season, Deontay Johnson's stock has fallen Quite considerably heading into 2023, he's currently going off the board as wide receiver 29 on underdog and wide receiver 27, wide receiver 27 on FFPC. All day, all day. Look, Deontay Johnson just had his worst season by far since he took off as a sophomore. His sophomore year in 2020, he was 22nd in points per game at just a hair under 15. And then he really blossomed last year, uh, excuse me, two years ago in 2021, finishing the season eighth in points per game at over 17 points tallying his first thousand yard receiving season while also setting a career high with eight receiving touchdowns 
And then, as we all know, it came crashing down last season as Johnson tallied 86 catches, 882 receiving yards, and zero tar- and zero touchdowns on 147 targets. By far the most targets in a season for a receiver without recording a single touchdown. Absolutely absurd. To put that into perspective. Not, not the type of record you want to set. Yeah, to put that into perspective, 147 targets was sixth in the league. Deontay Johnson is also top 10 in target share, top 10 in routes run, 13th in receptions, and 10th in red zone targets with 18. And he scores zero touchdowns. Truly wild. Um, so the question is, where did it all go wrong? Obviously, it's Kenny Pickett. Obviously, there's some bad luck sprinkled in there. Let's be real. You don't just Can- score zero touchdowns without some bad luck. Can I also just say one but- thing? Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett combined had 11 touchdowns all season yeah, so there is something to be said about the fact that there just wasn't touchdowns to be had yeah he like he didn't get one of 11 total passing yeah. touchdowns. in 17 games yeah, yeah exactly. like total so like that's also something to be said uh deontay johnson's 2022 season is just pure glorious evidence that true target value works because despite all the target numbers where everyone was telling you go buy deontay johnson all of last season it's he's gonna turn it around keep buying and buying his true target value ended up at wide receiver 42 and he ended his wide receiver 40 in points per game throwing a little uh, a little chef's kiss in there with that being said we have to hope that kenny bickett Kenny Pickett builds off of his horrendous 39th ranked true throw value from last season and finds a better connection with uh, Johnson, who's established himself as a PPR machine the years prior and tallied 20 touchdowns his first three years in the league prior to last year's donut. He also commanded a healthy target share once again, as mentioned. So at his wide receiver, 29 or 27 cost that area. I'm, I'm in on Deontay Johnson at that price. I don't have an issue drafting him there. And then you get George Pickens, who... Tally just about a 15% target share on the year, which is not a great number by any means. And yes, he caught four touchdowns and he made some spectacular plays, but I think those plays are blinding people a little bit to the fact that Pickens was still by far the second option in that passing attack. And he had just two games all season with more than six targets. And in just four of his 17 games, did he reach a total of five receptions in a game? He had a whole lot of games where you wish you had him nowhere near your starting lineup. And again, like Deontay Johnson, you just have to hope Kenny Pickett improves his true throw value because if not, Pickens is going to need a much larger target share than he's current than he saw last season. His true target value last season it's outside the top ninety. Now, obviously, Pickens outplayed that. Um, he ended, but still, he ended outside the top fifty wide receivers in points per game. I think people are just kind of bloating what he did last season uh, because of the highlight real plays that he made. He also had a top five A dot last year which is definitely nice and bodes well for uh big plays in the future eighth, but again pick it eighth most big plays last season despite 49th most receptions so big yeah. play threat yeah but Pickett averaged just about six yards per attempt he's gonna need to look downfield more often yeah. pickens is currently going off the board at wide receiver 41 on underdog wide receiver 38 on ffpc so it's not like people are going too crazy drafting him I think it's a pretty fair price, but of the two, I'm going to go with the target share earner who has several Same. nice seasons under his belt at the moment in Deontay Johnson. Um, but it's really all going to depend on Kenny Pickett. If if he turns up this year, these guys could pay off handsomely. If he does not, it's going to be another very, very frustrating season rostering Steelers wide receivers. I will say this for George Pickens in favor of George Pickens. Despite the fact that, you know, of everything you said, he was a rookie last season. 
And with rookie receivers, it's more about how you finish rather than how you start. And three of his last five games, he was wide receiver 36, wide receiver 17, wide receiver 15. Got over 75% of the snaps in two of those games. Caught two receiving touchdowns in those games. Um, was targeted an average of five times uh, in those games, although he did have one with three targets only. There is some momentum that was being built at the end of the season for George Pickens. And he's a big play guy, so I wouldn't expect his target numbers to be outrageous. I mean, I also like them as a prospect, but when you get these players who you need to capitalize on the targets more so than receive the targets, you probably need better quarterback play than Kenny Pickett. The center of this offense is going to be the running back again. It's going to be Najee Harris. They're going to continue carrying, giving him as many carries as he can. Um, and, you know, so far in his career, although last year he did turn up a little bit, he's been kind of inefficient and it just hasn't mattered um, because he gets so much volume that you love it at the end of the day in fantasy. Matt, right now his ECR, uh, which is the expert consensus ranking, is running back 12. So, Last year, it was higher than that. The year before, it was even higher than that. So you're getting him at a discount just at the precipice of RB1, RB2 this year, according to the consensus rankings. How RB12 are you feeling about- on underdog as well. Okay, so just about that everywhere. Matt, yep. how are you feeling about Najee Harris? The answer is no. Mm. Yeah, the answer to drafting Najee Harris at any point in time in any league is no. I'm just not interested, man. He's an inefficient, volume-dependent plotter in one of the league's worst offenses with one of the league's worst quarterbacks and one of the league's worst offensive lines. Assuming he's going to reach the same near 400-touch threshold that we saw in his rookie season is asinine. Go back and listen to the Cleveland Brown argument. That stuff doesn't happen often. And then that is likely the only way that he's going to return any value at his current ADP. Listen to this last year. I know it was a down season, but it's not like he was any more efficient as a rookie. 63rd in fantasy points per opportunity. 62nd in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns. 30th in yards per reception. 28th in yards per route. 52nd in yards per touch. 45th in yards created per touch. 19th in total yards created in the entire NFL. 51st in breakaway run run percentage, and that put him at RB 154 in EPA. Like Najee Harris's EPA, he shouldn't even be in the NFL. (laughs) 154 is pretty hilarious. There were 153 other running backs in the NFL that had, and we're talking special teams, obviously at that point. Like that, I can't how... even. I don't know if I can name 153 running backs. No, you can, like, there's the... <laughs> literally, like, it is literally every running back in the NFL. It's all four on every roster. <laughs> like, it's it's incredible how inefficient Najee Harris actually is. And people forget that, yeah, it might be his third season. He's also going to be 26 years old on a bottom feeding offense. Again, dumpster fire of a quarterback. Like, I'm not a picket fan at all. And I'll just hijack that into going right to the dynasty stash because we have to talk about this running back. We have to talk about Jalen Warren. We have to talk about how the Steelers seem to like him a lot, how the Steelers have even openly said that it's going to be a committee that we need to take some touches away from Najee because we don't want him dealing with those injuries. He's our franchise guy. But when you're saying that, that's kind of like tongue in cheek. Like, he's our franchise guy but we also don't trust him with all of the touches. And Jalen Warren, hilariously enough, in every single one of those categories that I just mentioned, incredible efficiency. Yes, small volume, 
small sample size. So we can't lean into it expecting that it's going to continue when you would see like really high efficiency numbers from guys like Tony Pollard, but it was still above 200 touches. You're like, that's when you know that efficiency line is going to hold up. Obviously, 77 rush attempts, 379. That's 4.9 yards per carry, higher than any yards per carry Najee Harris has ever had. 28 receptions, 214 yards, one touchdown. 18th in fantasy points per opportunity. 7th in yards per reception. 11th in yards per touch. 5th in yards created per touch. And 2nd in EPA. Only one I think Jalen Warren is the running back that you actually want to roster. In Dynasty. Yes. At ADP as well. At, well, and at ADP as well. I'd yeah, rather draft Jalen Warren at ADP this year. Right. Than he's, he's been my favorite, like, fifth running back on every best ball roster. I will say this. Jalen Warren, based on his rookie profile, so his rookie season, and his college production and his draft capital and all that and his size and whatever, one of his comps on the Brodo app is Devontae Freeman. If you can get comps to Devontae Freeman. Good yeah, I think that's a pretty good comp a, for Jalen Warren, too, actually. He's a little small. I, although he's, not he's got a little small. more receiving upside. He's two. He's five eight, two twenty five. Thick, thick. I'm I'm five nine, two seventeen. With the double C's. And I'm yeah. uh, I'm a thick boy. All right. Thick so this, this guy is this guy is thick. Um, I like Jalen Warren. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> thick with the double C's. Double C. Um, that leaves tight end, and I gotta say, man, get your hard hat, get your shovel, because the guy I'm about to talk about. Oh, you be quiet. The guy we're about to talk about, he's the working man's tight end. He brings one thing to the table, and that's consistency. Pat Firemuth last year had nine tight end one finishes. Nine. Nine tight end one finishes. Outside the top 19, just four times. Uh, the only problem is with Pat Firemuth is that he never finished over tight end four. Um, so he doesn't explode but he is consistent 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 and he has the opportunity for growth i mentioned if kenny pickett takes that next leap from seven touchdowns to 20 touchdowns that is 13 more touchdowns to go around and pickett loves to target him uh he trailed only deontay johnson in targets last year so he's he was targeted more than george pickens he was targeted more than Najee harris in fact he was targeted more than all of the running backs combined last year so that shows me that, you know, as Najee Harris's passing numbers from a few years ago uh, definitely took a hit last season, the safety net for the Steelers becomes Pat Fryermuth now uh, because he's more proven. He could be that safety net for you. Not only can he be the safety net for the Titans, but for you too, because if you do not want to draft a tight end early, if you don't want to, and you're in the seventh round or so, and you just need a consistent tight end because you also don't want to punt the position, guess what? You have a nice safety net in Pat Firemuth. And at the end of the year, you're going to see, this is what you're going to see. Fifth in targets at the position, 98. Sixth in receptions with 63. Sixth in receiving yards, 732. Only two receiving touchdowns and only 13 red zone opportunities. That was 12th. So there is room for growth. In those areas, his true target value was 18th, despite the fact that that his quarterback's true throw value was 39th. Usually these things correlate a little more. What that can tell you is that Pat Firemuth was making the most of his opportunities. His A dot was sixth uh, in the league with 8.28 yards per attempt. So this is a guy who is trusted nine big plays at the tight end position is also sixth. Uh, 
he had he got 17.2% of the targets last year. That's sixth. So as you can see, like kind of like middle of the pack, a guy you could trust, a guy's gonna put his hard hat on, take his pail, and go to work every day. He's not gonna call out sick, but he's also not gonna be the the CEO. You know what I mean? He's just the work pails, like the workman's tight end. That's how I'm that's how I'm putting Pat Firemouth. So that's your option there. If you want to go with that consistency and some room for growth. I'm not gonna act like there's not room for growth, especially because he's entering his fourth season now. Um, so yeah. Or no, no, third season now. Yeah, he's the same as Kyle Pitts. He was in the same draft yeah, yeah. as Kyle Pitts. Same draft So entering his third season, which I'm going to be talking about in the Kyle Pitts episode, is uh, usually the breakout. The time. Kyle Pitts episode. You mean the Atlanta Falcons? No, <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I mean at all. Actually, I'm really, I'm really excited about the Atlanta Falcons. This you got to let me, me crazy? You got to let me spit a bar about about Darnell Washington before we kick off tight ends, though. Of course. I mean, go ahead. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean. Darnell Washington was my favorite tight end prospect coming in. I didn't have him ranked number one overall, but he was just my favorite tight end prospect coming into the 2022, 20, yeah, 23, sorry, 2023 NFL draft class. Landing with the Steelers is arguably, in my opinion, the worst possible spot because now you know yeah. they're just going to turn him into a blocker. Mm-hmm. And I loved Darnell Washington. Obviously, it's not even for the receiving upside. You didn't really see it. He played 28 games at Georgia, 45 receptions, three touchdowns. Obviously, those stats aren't very good receiving stats, but he's 6'7", ran a 4'6'40", has 12-inch frying pan hands and an 82-inch wingspan. And he's by far the strongest tight end in the draft class, too. Like, this is... You talk about Kyle Pitts, Brock Bowers being generational. Darnell Washington is generational. He's as generational as it gets. It's just a different type of generational. Like he's a right tackle, <laughs> but I had to talk about the kid. I love him. He's a he's a physical freak. He's gonna dominate edge blockers uh, and rushers and frying pan hands. They're literally twelve inches. <laughs> like he's, he's you can a chef lingo. You can frying literally frying. make a stir fry in that bitch. Yeah, like, you can make some fried. I made some fried rice today. Some of the day old leftover rice, you know, get that, get this shit a little link. Oh, I love Ooh. that. Some fried rice. It was delicious today. Throw an egg oh, in there. Uh, today I had chicken, so I didn't do the egg. Usually on, I make well, the egg. You separate. can add a chicken. You do both. And yeah, what are you talking well, about? Well, I had eggs for breakfast. I'm not trying to go egg crazy, bro. Bruh, I eat eggs every day. Yeah, I eat eggs every day, too. But, you know. Not for breakfast. Not twice much. a day necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. Sometimes I do because you know I'm poor, so that yeah. uh, that helps. I'm not, I'm not actually poor. I'm poor. I'm also I'm also not rich. Right. I'm the Pat Fryermuth of of <laughs> professional <Eating> eggs. Yeah. <laughs> working, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, um, oh, I still got pie, you still got frying pan heads. At Brodo FF Tim, at Brodo FF Mike, at Cyborg uh, FF, at Brodo Fantasy, at FF by Brodo, um, at Broto FF Jason at Broto FF Casanova, youtube.com slash Broto Fantasy, <laughs> uh, youtube.com slash Broto Fantasy, the fantasy football by Broto app, Broto Fantasy.com. Um, yeah, go check us out and all those. We're going to surprise you with the next division, and that's not because we don't know what the next division is going to be yet. That's not, oh no, we do. <laughs> we do know. I'm bugging. Um, but I'm not going to say it still. Ha <laughs> ha.